This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Hey, this is Bird Shooter. Welcome to episode number 24 tonight in N2 Backpacking. And uh, on the show this evening, we have a listener request, our first to do a show on Backcountry Basics. We'll call it Backcountry 101. Um, it's the first part of a multi-part series, and uh, what we'll focus on this evening is rookie mistakes. As I sit fireside on a beautiful fall evening on the Chattooga River uh, in North Georgia, you'll hear the fire cracking, the river running in the background. I'm sitting with two friends of Bird Shooter, the Camel and Therm Rider. So here's the show. This is Bird Shooter here, and we're sitting uh, on the Chattooga River with two long-time friends of Bird Shooter, <laughs> veterans of the podcast series. We've got uh, Roger, a.k.a. The Camel. Roger, welcome to the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, Brett, a.k.a. Therm Rider. Well, thank you very much. And uh, Brett, i got to tell you, <laughs> there's some big rapids here today. Ah. And uh, you may have earned your stripes on the Thermarest and Rapids on other rivers, but this is your ultimate test. No chance on October 25th, uh, 2014. With Class 4 and Class 5, just, uh, just down from us. A little bit too cold. A little bit too cold for the Thermarider. Yeah, not, not going to happen. Not, just, to, not, I, not today. I'm just saying, if you're going to hold your name up, that uh, there, there's bigger <laughs> rapids that await you. There would be uh, two two bottles of Glenfiddich 15-year-old scotch. That would... Pr- at that point, at, at that point, yes, maybe. <laughs> uh, that, that'd be a worthy investment. Yeah, that no, that's what it would take to get me in the water. <laughs> yeah, it'd take more than more than that to get me in the water. Yeah, to make my uh, make me uh, my blood thin enough to where I could do it. Although we've had kayakers pass us today, like many kayakers, right? Yeah, but everybody knows they're insane. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just in the water. I've been fishing in the water up to my. Uh, Hips. I think they've actually got a special gear that allows them to uh, float the river in cold water conditions. Yeah. That's, dude, I'm just saying. A dry suit. That's what it's called. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, guys, the reason we're here tonight is a listener, Jason B. Kilpatrick. Oh, well, there you go. Said that he enjoyed the podcast series, but that we didn't have enough uh, information for those people that are sitting out on the trail first time. Oh, well, okay. So the thought tonight is that we kind of do a Backcountry 101 podcast mm. and uh, kind of cover some basics of uh, hiking. Smart things we do, dumb things we do. Kind of help the listeners understand uh, how to get into the, the whole spirit of hiking the first time. So, so let me ask you guys this. Your first trip in the backcountry, Mr. Mr. Thermorider. <laughs> uh, let's see. It was, I mean, I, I think I got indoctrinated um, early, and luckily uh, my father um, wanted to get me out of Atlanta, wanted to get me out of uh, getting in trouble. So he, he said uh, the, the woods are the best way to do that. So let, let's get him in the woods and get him out of, you know, the temptation of getting in trouble in the city, so, um, and having the Appalachian Trail in your backyard, 
does not hurt at all. My, I mean, I was very fortunate. My my first hike was on Train Out. How lucky is that? I like Train Out. Be- beautiful uh, view from the top. It was a day hike, no pack, just put some hiking shoes on, real easy. Drove up to the trailhead, and uh, it was a you know, 45 minute hike. You're at the top, and you see all the views, and at, you know, the deal is at that point, that's all. That that was it for me. I mean, I, I was hooked, and uh, I've been hiking ever since. So um, I was fortunate enough to have a, a father engage me into it, and you know, and it, it, er, early in life, not you know later on. So um, after that, you know, I, uh, I I spent a lot of time in the woods. So very fortunate. All right, so back to the camel then. You. Uh your first trip in the backcountry, I believe, was on the Appalachian Trail, right? In Virginia? Oh, yes. I, I believe it was with you. Um, I was fresh over from California. Yeah. and uh, Pacific Crest Trail country. Uh, yeah, it is, but not where I was. Not Orange County in Los Angeles. But, uh, got to know you, and uh, off we went up. On to uh, the AT when uh, all the, um, what the hell are those big nasty go- Oh, locusts. It was, uh, it was one of those 18-year locusts. Uh, it it, events, it right? was, yeah, what? it was. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. They were everywhere. It, it was absolutely wow. unbelievable. Millions, billions probably. Yeah, super everywhere. loud, right? You know? Just covered the tent, the trees, everything. And you weren't in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was, and you didn't yell out Ramesses or anything like that. What are they right? called? <laughs> uh, they're, they're like the, uh, I think it's like the 18 year locust. Wow. I, it, I, it was like the chorus at night. I've never I, seen I, that, I, thankfully. It, it's absolutely uncanny. You you wouldn't hear anything. It, it's You need ear, ear muffs on. They are just like. It's loud. And then they die and they just go down the valley. And then where, where we drove to, and then came back, they were down there. But that they just literally live a day. They just come out the ground, live a day, and die. But they all do it, and they all go down. The only thing I've had anywhere cicadas, cicadas, cicadas. cicadas. Yep. Big I... red eyes. <laughs> so guys, l- let's talk about um, rookie mistakes mm. for our listeners. They're just getting into backpacking for the first time. You guys have a lot of experience. I mean, you're pushing 20 years. You're pushing at least that, right? I'd so, rather not talk about my age, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you look good for your age. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you just hiked in with a backpack. That probably I'm had 22, me. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I... So, so rookie mistake, a rookie mistake that you made, Mr. Uh, um, Mr. Camel. Taking a girlfriend on a first date in the mountains is not a good idea. <laughs> I would love for you to expand on that one. Well, it's all hunky-dory when the skies are nice and blue. Like today. But when it starts raining and sleeting and high winds and that, they don't like it. <laughs> well, do you, do you like it? It's just like... Not a good idea. <laughs> Mr. Fuller. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Wow. 
you know, there's, there's been so many. Uh, you know, where to start? Oh, yeah, I, I got a good, I got a good. You got a good rookie, a good yeah. rookie story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very short story. Um, I don't even need to illustrate it really. Always be mindful of your terrain, uh, especially if you're in uh, North Georgia. Okay. Because um, there's a lot of rattlesnakes in North Georgia. Yeah, I've seen more in North Carolina, actually. Yeah. I've never seen one in Georgia. Um, I have. Uh, the Tillamook on... Valley, loaded with them. Yeah, that's very accurate. Yeah, I mean, the deal is when you're hiking, you want to see the environment, you want to look all around, you'd be mindful of. You know, everything that's ahead of you, and that's great, well and all, and you want to take in nature. But every now and then, as you're taking that in, glance down, like, just so that you know exactly what's ahead of you. Um, I've, al- I've almost stepped on two rattlesnakes in North Georgia. Like, literally, both times, I can't believe I did not get struck, because I was literally about an inch away from them when I, when I stepped. The reason and they just is- reared straight up. Because the rattle went, and that's a little bit unnerving. A little the bit reason unnerving. is yeah. you're not their prey item, so they don't want to use their venom on you, so they'll warn you off, and uh, probably you'll get dry bit. I mean, you know, I don't, re- I don't they really don't think... venom. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll really bite you, but they won't, they won't use their venom because that's what they need for prey items. Supposedly, they only shoot venom 50% of the time. Yeah, right? they'll dry bite humans most of the time. I've also and heard it, short, it shortens... really messing with them. I've right. heard it shortens their life, too, the more venom that they use. Probably it's... does. So, guys, here's here's what I wrote down for rookie mistakes. and I'd like, <laughs> to, I'd like for you to comment. Taking too much. <laughs> Have you ever done it? You mean like today? I still do it. <laughs> is that a rookie mistake, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the deal is, I think a rookie mistake is just not being prepared, you know, before you leave. And so that goes into preparation, research, and ultimately, you know, you don't you don't need everything. You know, plan for your hike. I mean, every time, every hike I've ever been on, I take a different list of items just depending on what time of year it is and how far i'm hiking and ultimately what what the weather is going to be i actually had hiking too far on my rookie mistake list Mm. have you ever hiked too far roger uh frequently (laughs) (laughs) not today though well not not today but (laughs) we we actually had no idea what to expect right we thought this we did really somebody tipped us off on the spot we didn't know if it was a two-hour hike or a ten-minute hike. Right? I had no idea. All I knew was I got to the river, I hiked north until I saw a sandbar, and it was going to be kick-ass. And was it? It was, and I knew exactly where it was. As soon as I dropped down and saw, I knew this was the place. So, drop pack, and then I hiked further without my pack. And uh, I knew this was the place that um, your friend was talking about. So that's where I pitched camp. Yeah, so that actually gets to one of the questions on my list is how do you find a good campsite? And probably the best source of good campsites are... Buddies. The yeah. buddy system. Hot tips. Hot yeah. tips from friends that backpack. Yeah, and then uh, you keep them hot. 
you do not put them on the internet. So you're saying you don't uh, you don't share your secrets? Well, why would you? <laughs> because when the next time you go down there, there's going to be like 20 people sitting there. Actually, why just would you do this? Just become friends with uh, Bird Shooter and read uh, and, and go to why, the why website you... into backpacking. <laughs> not not to say that I'm plugging you, but that's all I need to do. Yeah. Why would you, in your right mind? Manifest where your best spots are because you'll never get back there again. So, uh, I gotta ask you, we had a spot that we loved in Panthertown Valley ten years ago. How many people were going there? Ten years ago, there was no one. When we first went down, we bushwhacked and we did the trail, and there were absolutely no one down there. How many people are there today? It's like a it's like a country park. It's just the internet. The word has gotten out, right? But everywhere you go, it, it used to be like a, a nice small trail going down. No sign. Now, there's more signposts than if you were in downtown Atlanta. When yeah. we went down, it was small trails. There's you nobody to, there. You had to find your way with a map, which is what it's supposed to be. Now, it's... We've lost it. We've lost Panther Town. All right, guys. So, you know, the next question I would have in terms of rookie mistakes would be hiking an area above your skill level. Have you ever hiked an area above your skill level? Say Alaska, for instance. Well, <laughs> I was contemplating saying Denali. <laughs> it wasn't actually above our skill level. True. It wasn't above our skill level. That's a great point. It was above the other's skill level. Yes. That came out great, by the way, in the, in the recording. But yes, that, that's a good point, right? I, so I, you may have the skills and ability to hike an area. I, I did not have a problem hiking where we went, but the people around us did. Well, the good, to, well, that's the good thing about hiking. Don't worry about anybody around you or take care of them. <laughs> if, if they fall behind, just leave them. You know, that, that's a good rule. You know, leave the weak behind well, and just let them come for themselves. It's not <laughs> that's a good life lesson. Yeah, that's how you get in the evening news. Evidently, <laughs> yeah. that's not acceptable. It's all for one, man. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had someone that uh, was not quite as physically fit as the rest of our group. Very, uh, well, <laughs> he knew three months in advance what he was getting into and did nothing but put on more weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, so you want to tell that whole story? I mean, he, I think he actually, in his defense... He had packed too much, which is one of my rookie mistakes on my list, right? He had well, packed way too much. Well, um... Who is this? Well, in the interest of not outing him in the podcast community, we will... Uh, Do we have his trail name? Do we, we have one? We will call him Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure... I, tell me who Bob is later. I'd like to know. Yeah, but well, Bob... Uh, well, let us start from the, the beginning of when we got dropped off the bus in Denali and rookie mistake 
If you have a plan, you stick to it. And we had a Democracy plan. Democracy does not rule. We had a plan. Which happened there. It's like, if we would have gone straight up the mountain, everything would have been good. Which was the plan. Which was the plan. Instead, three out of the six, was the six there? Yeah, they, they, they took the easy path. Which well, makes sense. It seemed easy. It well, seemed it, easy. Yeah, to them. Well, let's go down the river because it's starting to get better. Well, guess what? It didn't. It got to a class five rapid. A narrow channel. It was just brutal. And, and where did you sleep that night? I slept on a rock face. We hiked eight hours Ooh. and did an hour. Two miles. We did we two did miles. We did two miles on an eight audible. hours. Yeah. It yeah, was that's 45 that's degree slope with caverns and crevasses. Yikes. And it was young, older branches and that. It was impenetrable. Absolutely impenetrable. We slept on a rock bank, too. We, I mean, we, we basically screefield, right? Yeah, we slept where the mountain had collapsed and there was no vegetation. We slept on boulders. <clears throat> Nothing was flat. We just slept there because we were so tired. So one of the things on my list, Roger, rookie mistakes, was no bailout options. Did we have a bailout option at that point? Yeah, get the hell up the mountain. <laughs> True. And we did, right? You were actually, well, tell, tell the audience why we got the hell up the mountain. I woke up, as I always do, really early in the morning, and... Uh, Way too early, down, by the way. I went down... <laughs> True. Went down the scree slope to try and get water, and... Uh, a boulder gave away and took me straight in the water. And it was like class five. And I just I, I just went under and I swung up and I just managed to catch a branch on the side of the river and it swung me back to the back to the bank. And I crawled up that bank and it was super steep, you have no idea. Super steep. I crawled up that thing and got back to the tent before anyone was up. I packed my tent up, put my well, pack you, together. You came to my tent to tell me I'm out yeah. of here. And I just said to Steve, I'm out of here. And I went straight up that mountain. No names. Straight up. <laughs> it's all right, man. I'm on the public record. It's good. <laughs> I just went straight up that scree slope. I will back you up because, to be frank... That was easily a class five. Easily. I thought you were Steve. Maybe a six. <laughs> and I just went straight to the top. And when you got to the top of the top of the mountain, you could have walked along it all day. Well, you, which uh, we should have. How, ma how many hours did you spend watching us climb the mountain? About four. Awesome. I was sitting on top, had my wine. Had my food and I was just sitting there, and then finally, wait, the guy we're not talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Bob. Finally, Bob <laughs> comes I up. I know who this is. <laughs> 
I think I figured and it out. And we're all sitting there on the crest of the ridge. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Bob comes up and he's like, I can't make it another step. <laughs> There's a Bob in every group. Help me, help me. <laughs> and this this is this is no lie. This is true. And we're all sitting there and the three of us and it's rock, paper, scissors. And I got scared. I lost. And I jumped down on the top of where everything just fell down. It, it was like a ridge onto the top. So I jumped down and I got his backpack. And he was offering his love. I'll give you $20 if you take my backpack. <laughs> no deal. I'll give you 30 no. I've got $50 here. I'll give you $50. Not and finally, I dropped down and went. I didn't want his money. I, I just lost the bet. I went down there. I put his backpack on and a bat fell off the mountain. Yeah, it was crazy. It was insanely heavy. It was like 80 pounds. Yeah. That's why you need rookie mistake. Shakedown. Shake down your crew. Let's and go. When, let's go ahead and start we a fire down, and get rid we of went, the stuff we don't need. Yeah. <laughs> he went down when we were going across the across the uh, great. by the river. Yes, we sir. we went down. What? Ah, bastard. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the camel just got a little. He got a little. He, he got a little. Uh, light friendly fire. Yeah, I got it was a little fire kiss. It was a little kiss by the fire. It sounds Look good. This. It's, it feels good. Oh, it, yeah, it does. Anyone, when, when we went down on that little um, sandbank on the river, and Bob took two beach towels and four AA batteries out of his backpack and burnt them. Oh, I, I actually, and four I, sweatshirts. I actually took the AA's. I couldn't let him burn them, and I needed them. And I took them. That's annoying. No. But, uh, yeah. Don't believe that. So, now, does that wow. qualify in the, uh, the uh, list of rookie mistakes? Is it rookie or just complete fucking moron? <laughs> I think there's a beep in there somewhere. <laughs> there might be. There might be. Well, and that goes back to uh, proper planning. I mean... You don't have to break the bank to get the proper. No, no, no. Let me finish. You don't have to break the bank to get the proper equipment. But this was something that Bird Shooter and I were talking about on the way up. Is um, plan accordingly. Like you know, when you're buying gear, especially electronic gear, like we have our lanterns. No, you got your GPS system. Anything that's in your backpack that you want, um, it's really smart to look at the equipment. And say, you know what? What kind of battery does it run on? Everything in my backpack runs on a AAA battery. In in typically, you know, multiple AAA batteries. But the deal is, um, if any any one device that I want to use goes down, I've got I, I can salvage it from anything else in my backpack. So if my lantern, uh, which is very important when it's dark, uh, you know, uh, starts to wane out, it's like, well, you know what? I have my uh, my little speakers that I have that I'm not even using anymore that I can pull them out of, and now my lantern's good. Or, hey, I uh, have a couple of flashlights in my backpack that I can salvage a couple of batteries out of um, and get the lantern fired up. So it's, uh, it's just, you know, saying it's multi-use. It's multi-use, and if anything goes wrong, which undoubtedly something is not going to go as planned, 
So that, that's a rookie mistake again. I, I like triple redundancy. Always go wrong. So guys, the next question. Yes. Smart things we do. Hmm. Wow. Come, come back to me. I don't think I had to do anything all that smart. Smart things, <laughs> smart things we do. I think uh, planning, knowing your environment, uh, research. Um, actually, but after you do it for a while, it all becomes basic. Um, lay out all your gear on the floor and say, okay, where am I headed? And then what do I need? And it's the basic fundamentals. You need a sleeping bag. You need a tent. You've got to figure out how far you're hiking to know which one to use. Lightest as possible if you're going on light light hike if you want if you're going on a short hike it's all about comfort you can pack the big bubba tent the big fat tent that you know you, you got a lot of room to be around it so you know it, it's all about just planning for for that weekend look at the weather it's not not that hard if you th- if the weatherman's saying it's going to get down to 50 plan for it getting down to 40 Always, always take it down ten degrees or take it up ten degrees if it's the summer. Um, it, that's the one thing that you want to have is a little bit more um, clothing than anything else. Because if, if it has a ten percent chance of rain, go ahead and throw a really, really, really lightweight rain gear jacket in your pack. It weighs nothing. But it will save your bacon. It will absolutely, I mean, it will take a trip from going, oh my God, I got to hike out tonight in the middle of the night because this sucks, to this is completely tolerable. I got my rain gear on. I got my fire going. I'm, I'm good to go. Got my Kelty tarp up. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm good. That, that was actually on my list. A, tar- a, tar- a tarp is always. Someone in the group needs to have a tarp. It's actually, well, that's good too. Yeah. That's a, that's a rookie plus. Yeah. The other thing was um, rain gear. Yeah. Don't underestimate the value of quality rain gear. Especially if it's cold and you're, and you're hiking. Get some really good rain gear. But, I mean, summer, even in the summer, I'll take a light, really, really lightweight, not fully 100% waterproof, but just, you know, something that will shed the water. Right. Je, je, in, in, if there's any chance of rain, because I tell you what, staying dry, if you're not dry, all of a sudden... Uh, you're uh, not happy. I mean, it's it, it just, it's going to go south. It's going to go south. So I'm, Real I'm, quick. On my list of smart things, pack with the list. Do you pack with the list? A mental list. While I was... Uh, Doesn't matter what he said... I have a list. I have a, an actual board in my basement. You know, I do too. You exactly. I mean, that's how you not you don't forget that. Because right? I'm a funny. I don't do that. Really, I don't do that. Really. Well, no, I used to when I when I first started. I had a list that I would make out on every hike, and I would write down exactly what I needed, and I would check it off as it went in my pack. I was that anal about it. But now, I just visualize it. I kind of look on my I, I, I think about the hike and I put all my gear out. I, t- I completely unpack my pack and I lay everything out 
And I look at it and I say, you know, will I use this? I mean, it's as simple as that. Will I use this? Well, if it's a 90% chance of a no, it doesn't make it into my pack. And I'll just look at it and I'll visualize it. But the deal is I have all my gear in one place. I'm, I'm very lucky because I, I have a dirt room in my basement. So I can lay all my stuff out. I just spread it all out um, versus making a list um, because I can just say, oh, wow, i got my rain gear. I've got my all my different tents, and I select which tent I want. And then, well, and I got a lot of gear. So that, that's why I do it that way because I kind of visualize what I want and then what I don't want. And then I'll call my group like we did and say, hey, man, are you carrying this? Are you carrying that? Well, then I don't need to carry it because that's weight we don't need to carry. Like, I have a saw. You have a saw. Yeah. I don't want to carry the saw. I have a water bag, a water treatment bag. You got one, too. What's one of us do that? And that way, you know, you can um, – everybody can reduce their packs because you don't need to du- duplicate anything that anybody else is carrying. Yeah, we did We did that tonight. We did, we did that tonight. And you know what? I, that's something I don't think we've ever brought up before, but – um, I think a lot of people don't do that. It's like, hey, man, coordinate what you're bringing, you know. Like, if you're doing fajitas that night or something by the campfire, only one person needs to bring a skillet. And then one person needs to bring a pot for the rice, uh, you know, and then one person needs a pot, one pot for the beans. And then, you know, that's that's literally that. And then your, your metal plates, and that's all you need to bring. But everybody doesn't need to bring their full cookware set. You know, it's like everybody just bring one piece and then it's already divided up and you don't have to go through it and everybody's pack gets lighter, you know. And then it's and it's awesome because when you come together around the campfire, you all pull it together and, uh, you know, it's a community type of deal, which is what it's all about anyway. Well, it's called efficiency, right? Well, yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's the... Bringing together a community, even though it's a community of two or three or three or four, how many guys you're uh, hiking with, it's all about getting back to nature and experiencing it, but it's also about camaraderie and pulling together as a group. I mean, you know, that's that's why you do it. I mean, I like hiking by myself, and I've done that. But I can tell you, hiking with a small group is so much better. It's so much more fun. I mean, because you're sharing the experience together, and it's something that you take with you. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, now, you know exactly, if you do your research, you know exactly what you're getting into. And every hike, you're, you're kind of spoiled, you know. I mean, if you have the right gear, you're going to have a great time every time. Um, or you should, at least, if you plan appropriately. Um, but it didn't used to be that way. It was a lot of hit and miss, and you earn your stripes. It's like, you, you, you know... You got to take the good with the bad. Back in the nineties. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I mean, you always have to take the good with the bad, right? Yeah, but it was even more prevalent though. When you and the gear is so much better now than back then too. I mean, wouldn't you agree on that? I mean, the gear is so much light, so that more was, lightweight. That was another question I had. How do you pick gear? Mm. If you're a rookie, first time out, how do you choose your gear? I would say. Uh, um, talk to your peers is the best way. Yeah, I think the uh, at least the gear that I bought, um, the, the latest gear for a tent. I know I know what I want in a tent. 
because I've been, you know, hiking for a while. So, every, and it, that's kind of a per, personal preference kind of deal. But the deal is when you're starting to hike, look at everybody else's gear. It's like, what are they using? And say, hey, man, do you mind if I borrow that? And let, let me uh, let me try that out. And you're either gonna you're either gonna bond with a piece of gear or you're gonna hate it really quickly. Um, but the deal is, if you don't have the advantage of having friends that are hiking as well, then I would say um, go to REI or Dick's, wherever you're buying your gear from, and uh, be that nerd, man. Like put it on, freaking take it apart, zip up every zipper. Take, I mean, look at it and go, you know, how functional is this? How much does it weigh? Like. And be the be be that dork that is like, you know, really putting it to the test before you buy it because the deal is you want you want to buy something that's 100% usable and um, not something that it's going to be an impulse buy. Like I'm going hiking this weekend and I got to have this and I'm going to have to go run out and get it. Don't do that. You know, kind of do a little research on it. Great thing is the internet. I mean, you can do a little research and you can get some instant feedback I, I i went to one of the rei scratch and dent cells just i happened upon it and i, I and i and i went right in without researching anything and i bought a um a, not a thermarest but a a knockoff of the thermarest and uh, i didn't read any reviews or anything i just saw it i'm like man that looks really good i'm gonna buy it because it looks like uh, a really good deal yeah don't do that um the reason why it was there is because every time you turn, it squeaks like, and literally instantly, it, it became something I want, would want to throw in the fire and be, and say I'm done with this. <laughs> like the first after the first use. Like the, uh, the the stuff that was left on the beach tonight. Yeah, it's like it's like this is horrible. I will never use this again. I, the good thing is I only spent like 12 bucks on it, but it was like, you know, don't skimp. If you're gonna if you get the right gear, you know, get, get the stuff that everyone recommends four or five stars don't don't get the two and three because you're not going to be happy with it you're just not hey Raj, come around tell me about gear how do you choose gear you got to come over here though because i can't hear you oh and thank you for putting that big log on the fire my eyebrows are about to singe off wow (laughs) so the brit here the camel Camel's going to tell us about how he finds gear. First of all, you get what you pay for. That's, That's a very good piece yeah. of advice. Yeah. Then I, I kind of said that. You buy sheep, you get sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't buy cheap, do you? No, I don't. Here's the deal. You can buy like five things for a hundred dollars, and you will be replacing them in a year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a rookie mistake, right? Absolutely. But you can buy two things for a hundred dollars. You'll be replacing them twenty years from now. from now. And by the way, most of the stuff that you buy at Walmart is. Crap. If it's made in China, yeah. don't freaking buy it, man. Just saying. Walmart. I agree. Oh. I do not buy Chinese. Now, except for the butane cans, because I do buy my butane. It's a dollar cheaper than REI. It's five bucks there, four bucks. I mean, it's a dollar. 
Have you, have you exploded yet? No. <laughs> no. I don't think I'd be talking to you if I had burn marks all over me, man. I'd be, uh, I think I'd be done with hiking altogether. Dear list, make a wish list. Yeah. Most of us aren't rich where we can just walk out and just buy everything we need. But it's, it's the fundamentals. Tent, tent, sleeping bag. N- number one, number two, man. You got to have a good tent, a good sleeping bag. That Those two things will save your bacon. I would agree with that. So that, that's the... Uh that's the tip of the century. The three primary. Yeah. Backpack. Backpack. Tent. Tent. Sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. Ooh, what? No, I, it's four, man. You gotta have a good pair of shoes too. I was gonna. If, you, if you start to get blisters, moves. man, you're yeah. done. Number one. When you go out in the woods, make sure they're broken in. You've got to have some good footwear. Mm-hmm. Think about that. But yeah, you got to make because sure you are going to be hating life. You don't. And when you get a pair of boots, walk them in. You just do not get a pair of boots and go out in the woods. No. You get a pair of boots. Get them wet. And then you wear them around the streets for a couple of months till you walk them in. You don't put a new pair of boots on and go out in the woods for 10 miles because you're, you're going to have so many blisters, you will not believe it. And not only that... And you'll think those boots are pieces of junk, which they're not. It's your feet where, up. Yeah. Wear, the, wear your boots in, get a good pair of boots, you'll be solid. Once huh? you've got a good pair of boots, at least... If anything else happens, you can hike in and you can hike out. True. Not only that, but if you're going on a long hike, you know, put put your backpack on and train train for it. Hey, bird shooter here. At this point in the conversation, we flat out got hungry. So we'll continue our discussion on backcountry basics in future podcasts. And cover some additional topics, including where and when to go, trail etiquette, how to choose a backcountry campsite, and some of the best and worst things that ever happened to us on the trail. Until then, you can continue to find the show at intobackpacking.com. You can download it through iTunes. You can stream it through Stitcher. Or you can find it for Microsoft devices via Zoom. And don't forget the SoundCloud, where N2 Backpacking is also available. That said, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the N2 Backpacking Podcast. This is Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to this podcast, visit Apple's iTunes store or download them directly at n2backpacking.com from the podcast tab on the secondary menu. Music from this podcast was provided by the John Zed Band. For more information on this Atlanta-based musician, visit his website at johnzed.com. That's johnzedd.com. Or search for his latest release through iTunes. 
This podcast is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures, Inc. For more information or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at N2 Backpacking. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com.